Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of plants for flower power and forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Summer is fast approaching, as is the time to be planting summer fruits like strawberries. Today I'll be speaking to Malcolm Catlin from Marshall's Seeds about their new strawberry allure, as well as his vast experience in the field of horticulture. My thanks to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast. Well, we talk about flaming June, and last weekend it certainly was flaming. Absolutely beautiful weather, clear blue sky, and I was walking under a, a really big bush of pyracantha on Saturday and was struck by the sound of bees buzzing. There were hundreds of them, all sizes, bumblebees, honeybees, and, and really busying themselves about. You know, I often uh, smile when I read of uh, the environmentalists suggesting that we should plant wildflowers. Uh, I think that if you have some of our garden plants that do uh, massed flowering, then the bees absolutely love them. But really the soil is so dry, certainly in Essex, and planting can be quite difficult. What you need to do... If when you dig down and you find five, six, seven inches down, the soil is pretty dry, is dig the hole and then fill it with water and let that settle in and then fill it with water again and let that settle in and then a third or a fourth time because if you can get the subsoil really nice and damp and then put your plants in on top of that, then they'll root down and if the weather does stay hot and dry, They'll be in with a chance with a good deep rooting system. I've been planting some of the Calliope geraniums. Uh, They're a cross between the zonal-leaved and the ivy-leaved kinds. And goodness, haven't they got some vigour. They just flower and flower. You know, with some of these modern hybrids that do produce a lot of flowers and for many weeks, we do need to make sure that they have plenty of moisture and food. In the case of my Calliope, uh, they had a measure of slow-release fertiliser granules dropped into the bottom of the hole and mixed into the soil, just so that they had a flying start. If you're trying to water from above, I think the only way is to have a little drip system, either a seep hose or a, a trickle irrigation system, because if the water just drips slowly, then it penetrates You know, standing up with a hose in your hand just spraying about may make you feel good, but it won't help the soils much. In the news this week is Waitrose. Uh, They've introduced from Shropshire a really deep purple asparagus called Erasmus, 
like several other of the purple asparagus, it can be eaten raw in salads, and the grower tells me it tastes like fresh peas straight from the pod. Spears will be available through to early July. Not quite sure how they achieve that, because in the garden we reckon you stop harvesting asparagus about mid-June. I mean, commercially, sometimes they get uh, an extended crop when a field is coming to the end of its useful years and then they just crop it to death right into summer. But I would have thought this new variety, unless it has extreme vigour, which is quite likely, they'll have to leave some really good tall stems to build up the crowns for next year. I also hear that a British-grown Royal Gala Apples from A.G. Gotham will be available this year right through to August. It means that we'll have homegrown fruit on sale year round. They can achieve this really with increased tree planting and goodness they are planting a lot more trees and of course the latest storing conditions. They've achieved this really long storage after working for seven years with Sainsbury. Another dramatic step to reduce food miles. And while on about fruit, it's good to hear that DEFRA has awarded the University of Reading a £2.2 million contract to maintain the Brogdale fruit collection through to 2024. Absolutely vital it is, that heritage collection. Hundreds of different varieties of apples, pears, cherries and plums and long may that collection be kept in good order. One other news story from uh, the charity Perennial. They offer help to horticulturists who've fallen on hard times, uh, and they've given the charity a new look and a magazine. Actually, if I just get a quick look at one or two pages here, uh, one thing that surprised me was the statement. Here it is. Nearly half of adults in the UK think they've had a mental health condition and nearly one in four people in the UK have had anxiety or depression. You know, getting out in the garden helps a lot with some of these mental disorders. Uh, But further on in the new magazine just out, I was interested to read that at the uh, Europlants Open Day, that's a wholesale nursery near St Albans, they hold a an open day for all uh, potential customers. Uh, David Dominey headed an auction and they raised over £3,000 for Perennial. So uh, thanks to uh, Renata Canali and his staff for that. And another interesting item. Uh, I understand that George Davis Turf is going to offer customers uh, 50 pence to Perennial for every pallet that's returned. Boy, that's good news. You know, as I drive about and you see pallets in skips and thrown to the wayside, they must be returnable and reusable. Uh, And if returning them to the turf company earns 50 pence each time for that very useful charity, well, all well and good. Couldn't encourage it more. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. At the Chelsea Flower Show just uh, two or three weeks ago, uh, I was reminded of the really wonderful St. Paulia plants that we used to see on the sands from the great houseplant company, Thomas Rochford, and also from the African Violet Nursery uh, up in uh, Norfolk. And today my guest is Malcolm Catlin, who, with his dad, uh, worked alongside the Reverend Tony Clements, growing St Paulias. Malcolm, good day. I'm taking you back a bit in time, aren't I? Indeed, yes. I, I started working for, for Tony and with my father back in 1993, so 26 years ago. Um, my father had started working with Tony about 12 or 13 years prior to that, um, and uh, I, I joined the business there when uh, my father was coming up to retirement and, and, and Tony was similarly uh, uh, looking to uh, to wind down. Um, and uh, the, 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 the key part of the business there was the uh, the African Violet Centre, as, as you said. They uh, specialised in St. Paulia growing and... Uh, Increasingly got into exhibiting at all the big flower shows. So having started with the uh, the RHS shows at the horticultural halls, then went to Chelsea and uh, and the other shows as they were coming on stream. I think Dad was involved in the in the setting up of shows like Hampton Court right in the early days. But um, but yeah, that's where I I cut my teeth. Um, and as you say, it was a plant that was that was was very popular then, but. Um, not seen quite so much now, it seems to me. Why is that, do you think? I mean, um, my my son, in, in his 50s, uh, has just rooted a whole lot of leaves and is passing the plants around the family. Uh, and in our centrally heated homes, if you get the watering right, I mean, they're in flower pretty well year-round, aren't they? That's right. I, I think um, there, there are two or three things there. Firstly... Uh, and it's, it's hard to prove it, but it seems to me just uh, anecdotally that, that they are seen as being a more old-fashioned plant now. Um, but I think uh, also in, in, in supermarket terms, for instance, it, it, selling them as a plant, that, that the challenges of not chilling them through their cold chain um, and not getting them damaged um, through the system... Um, uh, 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 just perhaps a bit too difficult. Rowing-wise, they weren't commanding a high price and uh, the number of people growing them has steadily declined. You mentioned supermarkets. No one knows better than you, I suppose, that trade because when you went away from African violets, you went into the wholesale supply of plants to the big retailers, I believe. That's right. So I, 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 as well as uh, being involved with the um, 
display, the growing and the, and the display of, of, of houseplants. Um, I was also working in mail order, but after a few years then moved into the wholesale side, as, as you say, Peter. And um, so that was um, supplying the high street re- retailers and also the DIY sheds, as we, as we call them, with a, with a very wide range of, uh, of plants, both indoor and outdoor. And that must have had um, its uh, frustrations or demands because when we go into peak days like Mothering Sunday, Easter, Christmas, the quantities are enormous, aren't they? Yes, that's one of the, one of the big challenges is, is, is going from a, um, a level for, for much of the year ticking over to then um, a huge spike in demand, as you say, particularly at Christmas and at Mother's Day. Um, which place huge demands on getting the supply right and uh, managing maturity because it's it's all about the impact, of course, um, and, and, and maintaining the quality. Mother, Mother's Day particularly difficult because it's a, a it's a, a, a changeable date each year. So depending on how early or late it is and what's in the range, it um, brings brings great demands. But also, it, it's a world of great opportunities because. When you get it right, the, the the volumes are big. Yeah, I hadn't thought so seriously about the changing dates for Mothering Sunday. So that if you get um, a blueprint to have whatever it is, hydrangea or roses, uh, to flower on a certain day, if it changes by several weeks, year on year, then the timing will be really quite tricky, won't it? That, that, that's right. So, uh, as you say, when, it, when it's early, there are certain plants where getting enough flower maturity is, is, is particularly difficult. Um, but when it's later, um, I mean, potted bulbs, for instance, hyacinths and, and, and so on, are often popular as a component of Mother's Day arrangements. But when, when Mother's Day is very late, still having um, plants uh, at, at the right maturity then is, is, is difficult in the, in the opposite direction. Usually they're finished, so um, yeah, it, it, it's um, it, it kept us on our toes, shall we say? Yeah. And then you've got the other big challenges of things like poinsettias, which are uh, still uh, uh, massive volumes around Christmas. And um, yeah, <laughs> I've, I, I've I've seen a few uh, tens of millions of those in my time, and uh, um, every year, uh, let me tell you, it's um, it's been interesting. <laughs> I can see that word interesting in inverted commas. Yeah. So, so it's something of a relief to have left that behind and joined really what is quite a, in some ways a different kind of trade with Marshall's Seeds. I mean, another well-known brand, but uh, this spring, have, have you seen an increase in the demand for seeds then? Oh, but the figure since in the, in, the, in the couple of months that, uh, that I've been there, and I can't take credit for all of this directly, is uh, has certainly been up year on year on, on both vegetable and, and flower seeds. So um, that, that's been very encouraging, and it seems to me a good base to uh, to build on. But as well as the seeds, we're, we're, we're um, uh, also doing a wide range of plants. And, and, and uh, the other thing which I'm... Um, much more involved with again now is with soft fruit, um, strawberries and raspberries in particular. Yeah, uh, um, and the changes there are quite remarkable, aren't they? I mean, we're pretty well UK self-sufficient in strawberries from April through to November, and the breeding work to see that 
is overflowing a bit into the garden trade, isn't it? That's right. I mean, you're talking about the breeding work. Obviously, we've got uh, the, the National Strawberry Breeding Programme down at East Malling in Kent, which has been down there for about 35 years, I think. But um, uh, I think I read that uh, since they um, started releasing the first of their getting onto 40 varieties that have become commercial, um, they've produced, or they, not them, but their, their varieties have, uh, have materialised into something like 250 million plants. A lot of those for the trade, but as you say, increasingly finding their way into the retail market. And that breeding programme has been um, targeting all of the needs um, of the modern world. So firstly... Um, extending the season um, but secondly also particularly about disease resistance and coping with a another decreasing um, appetite and availability of, uh, of chemicals for treatment but uh, a remarkable program from, from more we were involved with them when i say we um, at, at the sun and and some of our chelsea exhibits with the launch of mauling centenary which was a variety which is an improvement on uh, Alsander in a number of directions, particularly in yield and flavour. Yes. And, and you're bringing out a sister variety to that, I think. Yeah, well, we've, we, we, this year a, a new one in our range is Mauling Allure, um, which is um, uh, from, from the same stable. It's got um, all of the qualities of centenary, um, but the main difference is that it's a couple of weeks later, um, and, and, and later than Alsander, of course. The trade like it because... Um, it helps with that um, that season extension again, and that's not having all their eggs in the one basket. But um, it, it's a, another fantastic variety. Um, the, the, the trials that they've done are, are, are generating more than 90% of class one fruits. Um, around 90% of them are an inch and a half or bigger in size. Um, fantastic flavour and really good shelf life as well. So lovely, lovely. Uh, firm fruit and uh, quite sweet as well. The fruit trade measure those uh, measure it by the brick scale and, it, and it's uh, significantly higher in bricks than the uh, than El Santap. So uh, a lot going for it. A, a, lot, a lot going for it. I find it interesting that as they make these steady advances uh, on flavour and sweetness um, those of us at the sharp end of course are aware but, of course, the public just take it for granted, don't they? <laughs> they don't quite realise the work behind the scenes. No, and I guess there's a, there's a certain inevitability about that. It, 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 we, we do have an opportunity where we're engaging directly with our customers through the mail-order trade and, and, and through the websites and increasingly through social media um, to be able to explain those things, to, to infuse and inspire and, 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 and get that message across. And I think it's... It's really important that we that we do do that and, and explain why we choose the varieties that that we do. Marshall's introduced a variety called Marshmallow, which I think was exclusive to you. That was a, well, it is was and is a good variety. Uh, yes, um, uh, yes, that was a, a, a few years ago, and it's not not still an exclusive one now. But we're very pleased and, and proud to have um, been the first to to, to sell Marshmallow. Um, but yeah, still it's still in our range and. Um, um, we will continue to work closely with our, um, our growers over in Norfolk who um, just happily are in the same village that I live in and, and the same village where the African Violet Centre used to be. So interesting how it all comes full circle. Uh, but, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Warpulse and 
Andrew. That's Walpole's R.W. Walpole. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, another interesting piece of history is I, that a uh, hundred years ago there was a, a and I only know it from books, of course, but there was a railway line running through through Terrington and, and, and the Walpoles, and about the only thing that kept any kind of viable trade in those days was were, was during the strawberry season, where there would be whole train loads of, of fruit going down to uh, down to market. But uh, obviously that's long gone. But it's still um, there is still strawberry production there. But it, it's fantastic that it's still a, a thriving um, uh, location for um, the propagation of, of of the finest quality strawberries and raspberries. I hadn't realised. I did know that you know that part of the country in, in East Anglia was a major producer of what was you know Cambridge favourite, the old sort of commercial variety for jam and all kinds of yep. things. Um, but it hadn't sort of registered that the railways played a part in that shipping. Yes. And we're likely to see a steady increase in fruit size, aren't we? Because that's a major cost for the commercial growers if they're big fruits you can pick them more quickly and and the labor costs i'm told uh, are a large proportion of fresh fruit sales so, well, labor, so, labor cost and and labor availability of course with, with, with all the various issues that we're, we're we're having to deal with at the moment so um that too is uh, is important um, but yes fruit size is what is one of the major objectives of the morning program well, now, this strawberry allure, with luck, you're going to bring to us at Gardener's World Live Exhibition in Birmingham. That's right, yes. We will be able to, to, to uh, show some plants there and, uh, and, to, and to talk about it and to uh, extol its virtues, and we will certainly be uh, promoting it heavily again in the coming year. When would uh, uh, listeners be able to lay hands on plants? They will be uh, featured again in our uh, new catalogue, which comes out as, 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 as all the companies of the, in, in our area tend to do in, in, in the late summer, early autumn. And uh, they will be able to have plants again from the back end of this year and, 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 and in, uh, through the uh, first half of next year. Malcolm, I look forward to Garner's World Live. Yes, I look forward <laughs> to seeing you there. <laughs> and, and together launching strawberry allure let's hope it brings people great pleasure thanks very much for joining us today thank you peter it's been a great pleasure to catch up again and uh, yes i look forward to seeing you at the show as well what's on well on the 5th to the 9th of june it's the uh, royal horticultural society's chatsworth flower show uh, um, very local to me the riddle village has open gardens from uh, noon on the 9th of June. Next week, from the 13th to the 16th, we'll be at BBC Gardeners World Live at the NEC Birmingham. And uh, if any of you are anywhere near, hope you'll give us a look. I'll be uh, on the display, certainly Thursday morning, and then uh, over the weekend on the Saturday and Sunday. Our thought for the day comes from American author Henry Thoreau. Distrust any enterprise that requires new clothes. So there we are. I needn't worry so much now when my trousers get a bit uh, threadbare at the knees. Although when I uh, look at some of the young people when I travel to London, they seem to buy new jeans with the knees all threadbare. Uh, So I needn't worry about it wherever I wear them. 
My thanks to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast, and thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.